0: Welcome to Story Roots, a Jeffco podcast to strengthen connections through listening. Every week, we bring you stories from your school and across our district, elevating the individual and collective voice of our Jeffco community through our students and families. My name is Sophia and I'm in fourth grade. Hello, I'm Yuriel, and I'm in second. Hi, my name is Amanda. Hello, my name is Maddie. My name is Kaylee, I'm in fourth grade. I'm sixth year, Lord. My name is Patricia Puga. I for Penito Elementary. Will you introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Wanda and I'm fourth grade. Hi, my name Hi, my name is Sophia. I like all of them. Hello, my name is. This is our story, the story of Jeffco, both the individual and the collective. We hope that you enjoy them as much as we do. Today we get to hear an interview between a second grade class and a veterinarian, Dr. Jeff. Can you introduce yourself?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Dr. Jeff Young. I'm the founder of Plant Pet International and uh, worked in over 36 countries around the world. And we have a nonprofit that does a whole lot of spay-neuter and work with uh, poor people.
0: So, my name is Christopher and I've been working with um, Dr. Young since 1993 two or so um and i do a number of different things at the hospital what do you think respect is and and how can a person show respect
1: well i think uh there's a couple different things i'm a little old-fashioned i think being polite (coughs) uh, giving people um being nice to people when you don't necessarily know them you know maybe opening the door for somebody saying hi um, you may disagree with somebody, but still you talk to them in a polite way. I think that's real important, and I think we don't do a lot of that in society. You know, if you're, maybe you're pol- you don't like each other politically, or maybe you don't like the color of someone's hair or the color of someone's skin, to me that's never made any sense. People are people, and if you give respect, you usually get respect. So by being kind and outgoing and responsive to the other person, I think that's a really good thing.
0: What is community? How do you and others show respect in your community?
1: Well, I mean, in the end, I think community is obviously a group of people that have fairly common values. That's why you kind of live together. Um, That's not to say you can't have different opinions about things. But uh, I think I have a business. And if you're a business person in the community, where does your money come from where does you know where do the things you obtain come from it comes from the people in the community so if you if you like those people and you get your sustenance you get your your salary you know you make your money off those people it seems to me like one way you can show respect is to give back to that community and i'm a big fan of giving back to the community i've coached at north high school for 26 years um, you know, and it's, I mean, I give a lot of money to North High School and the kids there. I try to get, let them do things that they wouldn't normally get to do. They get to go to, on reservation trips to us during the summer where we go up and do spay-neuter work. We'll take 10, 12, sometimes 15 kids with us and we just camp and do free spay-neuter work. Um, but I think you know, it's, it's giving back. So if you get something from somebody, you should be willing to give back. And I, I think that, that's uh, real important to me.
0: So I feel like your community, so like you have your family, so like, it's like that's your community and your household. So I think of your community as like your extended, extended family. And these are all people that live close to you and I feel like it's your responsibility to help take care of those people and be respectful to those people and so that they can do the same to everybody else in their neighborhood as well. Tell me about a time that you show respect. What's our respect in your
1: community? Well, I mean, I think we see it every day. Um, I think people that come into my business and leave their animal with us, that's respect right there. The mere fact that they would leave their entrusted pet with us to do something is is, is, uh, they respect us, you know. Um, And people say thank you, I see that on a daily basis. People are very appreciative of what we do. Um, and we can't—you can't always please everybody, but for the most part, most of the people are really happy with the work we do, and they're very, um, they're very thankful, and that's a sign of respect. And we try to do a really good job for those people at a really low cost, and, and that's the way we show respect to them. Plus, we don't discriminate against anybody, and we really rarely turn anyone away. Sometimes people have no money at all, but we still try to to work with them uh to make uh their pet healthy and to make the pet get the pet back into their lives that's our number one goal is no matter whose pet we have in for whatever reason our goal is to get it back with the original family or person that owned it and that's that's important to us
0: so we see it like I see it all the time too cuz when we have someone come in for a procedure and you get to speak to them face to face they'll actually tell you you know I understand that you're not charging us a lot of money and that you're doing this because you care, and we really appreciate that. So, I mean, we see it every day. What has been your biggest challenge?
1: Um, and I think it's a simple one. It's the finances because we're 100% nonprofit at this point. Um, we people don't always have good-paying jobs, and they have pets, and they have kids, and they may not be able to afford. They say their dog gets hit by a car, but maybe you just started back to school and your parents just bought you new shoes and books and all that. Um, so, therefore, they don't have the money to fix the dog that got hit by a car and they have to put to sleep. So, I mean, I think, you know, those are the kind of things um, that we are there to help, to, to fill that, that gap. And it's, um, I don't know, it's it's tough. Um, it, it's, it's a challenge to be able to keep the doors open. It's a challenge to be able to have good materials to use when pe- many people don't pay us enough money to cover the cost. So it's trying to talk to other good people to get them to volunteer to give money to us. Um, you know, That's what nonprofits, you can get money and um, write grants, which means you write a, a letter to somebody and they send you money to do work. So it, it's hard to stay on top. It's hard to stay, uh, at, you know to be able to keep our doors open uh, every day to the people who need us the most.
0: What has been your biggest adventure?
1: I don't know, I've had a lot of them. i um, say I've been to 36 different countries. Um, I think one of the coolest things I did was bay a jaguar down in Mexico. So not very many people have actually been around jaguars before. Um, she was a beautiful animal and she did real well. So I don't know, you know, it's, uh, I've been to India, I love India. It's uh, incredibly poor. You know, you can't, as Americans, we can't even, you can't conceive of how poor people are in India. Um, so I think the work I've done there is, is, is pretty interesting. So, you know, um, been to Turkey, you know, uh, Croatia. I mean, i just been all over the world, and I, I can't say... I think one of the coolest things was spaying the jaguar for sure, but neutering camels. I've worked with bears and lions and tigers and, you know, but I still think the most important thing we do is just basically spay neuter work. We do street dogs all the time in Mexico, um, in Costa Rica and places like that. So it's, uh, that, to me, that's the probably the most important thing I do in the, in the end, not necessarily the funnest or the most adventurous, but most important.
0: So for me, um, Dr. Young, started um he was my coach he was my coach when i first started so most of my adventures came from being young and going on trips and doing spay neuter clinics and helping people and getting to go run in really cool places because like now i'm a coach too we both coach where he started coaching me at north high school and like i get adventures every year because i get to go with um, new runners and we get to go and run in cool places and show them things they've never really seen before so
1: yeah we had a a running camp over in Grand Junction this year and we spent two weeks over there running but we also did a spay neuter clinic with feral cats so we worked with a bunch of feral cats for a weekend so those kind of things we do and the kids all come and volunteer so they get real real cool experience plus they get to run in really neat places
0: how long have you had this job
1: well I graduated from CSU in 1989 so basically it's been 30 years
0: how did you get that Jagwire all the way over there
1: Well, the jaguar was actually uh, confiscated by the Mexican police and put into a sanctuary. And so we had to dart the, you know, I mean, it had a pretty nice area to live in. They had actually four of them. Uh, But she had some medical issues is why we had to to do surgery on her. So we had to knock her out. She was actually in a sanctuary.
0: How many pets have you saved?
1: I don't know. You know, I mean, the truth is how do you define save? When we go down and do spay neuter clinics, we do sometimes 3,000 animals in a week. And all those animals could have babies, and they don't. So, I mean, in one sense, we've saved millions and millions of lives. I've personally done over 175,000 surgeries, probably more surgeries than anybody else walking the planet. You know, there's a few people up around the numbers I've done, but not very many around the world. So I've had a real opportunity to do things that most humans never get a chance to do.
0: We're having an empathy project in December. How can we help you?
1: Maybe learn and, and... explain people why they should fix their animals, the benefits of it, and, you know, how um, by not doing that and having puppies and kittens uh, in our society, you know, animals end up being having to be destroyed, having to be killed. I mean, cats are 45 times more prolific than humans. Dogs are 15. So that means for every one human baby born, there can be 45 kittens born. Oh for every one human baby born, there can be 15 puppies born. So unless you want to have 45 kittens and 15 puppies at your house, and some of you may want to, but I don't know. I do. That's a lot of poop to clean up is all I'll say. That's a lot of poop. That's a lot of to clean up. And it takes a lot of money to feed them. Yep. So, I mean, Thank you yeah. so yeah. much. Thank you. It's so you.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview from Jeffco Story Roots. We believe that just like roots, stories have the power to shape us, nourish us, and connect us to others. We hope that these Jeffco stories inspire you to go listen to the stories of others. Listen well.